We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. is Josh Bowe, one of the many editors over at mazmoneyball.com, fellow co-host of Pod Maverick. We are coming to you with an After Dark episode of a Summer League edition. The Mavericks, in a exciting fashion, defeat the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> Pretty crazy comeback. They win 111-103. to 103. Um, If you didn't watch the game, just hearing 111-103 to 103 for a Summer League final score... If you know anything about Summer League, it is a little eye eye opening. Um, so you just check this. I mean, most of these games are like 80 to 70, somewhere around that range. Occasionally, you'll see a 100-point game every now and then. But two teams up with over 100 points. Uh, that doesn't happen too often in Summer League. So this was a fun one to watch. It wasn't very fun for three quarters, but the fourth quarter was a lot of fun. I'm joined by uh, fellow MavsMoneyBall.com contributor Brian Zillum. Brian, how are you doing? I'm better now than somehow the Dallas Mavericks won a basketball game, Josh. Yeah. Jesus Christ. We were joking about like halfway through the first quarter, like, hey, are we just gonna do a QA? Because this game sucks. <laughs> yeah, this that was a, a rough start. And it had we were wondering uh, if there was some sort of curse, um, summer league curse for the Mavericks, because I think what did we have in Slack? Someone said they hadn't won a summer league game since August of 2021. Uh, I think they were one in nine in their last 10 summer league games. Something um, like that. Their last, yeah. their last one in summer league, Doyle pointed it out was uh, August 7th of 2001 with, uh, uh, is it, uh, Cadillac Jones? Jones? Whatever. Yeah. I can't, I remember he had a, he had a fun moment with the Mavs, uh, yeah. a hot minute, but, uh, yeah. So this was a, this was a crazy game. They were down Six, fifteen, or sixteen points to enter the fourth quarter. They were down double digits pretty much most of the game. I mean, they started the game 
they, you know, the Sixers opened the game on like a 15 to eight run to, to start the game. And from there, the Mavericks were never really in it. And then the fourth quarter happened and uh, they turned it around. Um, I think what was going to be the biggest bummer about this game was it was not only this looking to be a blowout, which I mean, it's summer league, the results don't really matter, but it's still, you'd rather watch a team win than a team lose. And so it was not only a blowout, but it was like the, the main three guys that I think everyone is here to see, Jaden Hardy, Olivier Maxence Prosper, and uh, Derek Lively, of course, you know, the, the Mavericks' three best young prospects on this summer league team. Like not only were the was the team playing poorly and going to lose, those three guys were doing nothing. I mean, right. it, was, it was not a great showing for either of those three guys through three quarters especially when all three of them kind of had their moments in the first game, despite a loss. Like even if a team loses, you can at least be like, okay, well there was something here. And for three quarters, there was just nothing for Hardy or lively or prosper. So not only did the team make a comeback win in the fourth, but all three of those guys turned it around in the second half. Um, Hardy finished with 24 points. He was like the main driver of the comeback because he went to the free throw line 13 times. He went 12 of 13 from the line. The Mavericks as a team went 30 of 38 from the free throw line, 38 free throw attempts. Um, That's a lot for an NBA game. Uh, That's a lot. So that's a lot for a summer league game, uh, which is eight minutes shorter than an NBA game. So uh, they got to the line, they got to the rim, they got into the paint. Uh, They only made seven threes. So 30 of their, 37 field goals uh, were inside the three-point line. A lot of those were right near the basket. Um, so Hardy had a great uh, fourth quarter. He finished with 24, six rebounds, five assists, only two turnovers, which was really nice. He shot the ball really poorly through three quarters, but then turned it around. Uh, Prosper had a just wasn't really doing much. Then he finished with 10 points, seven rebounds, and assists to steal a block. He didn't shoot well either from the floor, but like everyone on this team, he went to the free throw line. Six and nine. And then Derek Lively, who struggled, I think, in the first half with some fouling, uh, with some screen setting. His defense didn't look um, as crisp as it did in that first game against Oklahoma City. I thought he played a really good second half. He finished with eight points, 11 rebounds. No steals, no blocks, but he definitely had some deterrence at the rim uh, that, that don't count as blocks. He had two assists, two turnovers. Big stat for him. He only finished with four fouls despite playing 23 minutes. I want to say our man Panda Hank and yep. Slack said what he had two fouls in the first quarter, I think, uh, or, or what was it? You, so you have that Lively point? picked up his fourth foul with six forty-three remaining in the second quarter. I definitely thought there was probably the officiating was not great. I thought there was at least two fouls Lively could have occurred himself, but what are you gonna mm-hmm. do? It's summer league, right? Uh, so wow, that so he basically didn't pick up a foul from midway through the second quarter to the end of the game. Yep, um, that's crazy. I mean, uh, uh, that's going to be one of his main things he has to work on in the NBA is not fouling, and the fact that he was able to to, to get away with that second half that's really good for him. And I think it made a difference. He stayed on the floor. He had a couple of putbacks. Um, he rebounded pretty well, uh, and he, again, he didn't have any steals or blocks. But I mean, in the fourth quarter the Sixers basically just did not try to shoot at the rim at all. And I think a lot of that was when Lively was on the floor. They just, they didn't make any attempts at the rim because uh, Lively was just kind of walling them off, forcing them to pass out and, and shoot a bunch of threes, which they kind of cooled off from. Brian, I've been talking a lot. Um, <laughs> you can see you now. With that fourth quarter comeback, what was the thing maybe you took away the most? or What was the most fun for you? Or just kind of what was the thing that stood out to you most watching that fourth quarter? I mean, just the fact that this 
dumb summer league team matches the energy from the regular season team is just astounding. <laughs> like 37 points in a quarter is pretty, pretty great. But just to do that in a summer league game is pretty astounding. And the fact that they only made two three pointers in this, in that fourth quarter, there's only two, like mm-hmm. that's, uh nuts and it was funny i was kind of doing it as like a joke but i was i was ready for my man uh jelly jelly walker to get in a game and i kind of feel like he gave him a little spurt it was unfortunate uh i believe it was towards the end of the third quarter uh mckinley wright uh left the game with a sprained ankle i believe uh that was what the mass pr tweeted out uh no current timeline hopefully speedy recovery for him but you know, Walker is definitely – he's probably not obviously going to make the roster, but he could make Summer League fun where, hey, let's get this guy camp invite because, yeah, he's, like, super tiny, but, like, those water bug guards are sometimes really fun, especially in Summer League when they can just, like, throw up bombs. And that's usually what, like, Summer League is about. You're going to just chunk up stuff. And, I mean, the Mavericks, I think uh, Kirk earlier tweeted out, like, what the three-point – percentage for the Mavericks was in the first two games and it was like crap but somehow they still like ended up like scoring and uh you know finding a way to win uh I will say I mean uh shout out to our guy I believe uh is more right our five-year uh I think he was a five-year guy from college not familiar yeah, ta- with his ta- Taze Moore Taze Moore yes yeah. uh he gave the Mavs a lot of energy off the bench um our guy miles from tcu he was fine he kind of existed uh lawson definitely not as a uh, good game as first game he was definitely wild ass he very inconsistent at this out um hardy that first half it was just like ooh man like that jumper was flat so if you do have to look at like highlights in its entirety right i mean hardy like realized hey i'm not hitting my jumper let me go to the basket great like more of that like fantastic and stuff like that that's going to give him opportunity in minutes and um with lively i mean we can kind of maybe that'll be a good segue i let's do a little good bad uh josh because like i think this game was had the maps obviously lost we still would have had the full Derek lively experience because we got a little you know we got some dunks we got some rebounds we got some defense um we got some fouls early fouls but he obviously contained that I'm really fascinated with the fact that this uh, NBA player doesn't know how to set a, a screen at all. That just like that's I and it was it's, funny because it's a surprisingly harder thing for these guys to learn than than you would think. It's something that's really simple from the outside, but talking to to guys around the league and, and I've seen some coaching interviews, it's like the one thing that coaches and people with teams wish that these guys learned better uh, in youth basketball and college basketball is just how to set a screen. There was a really good interview with uh, former Timber- Minnesota Timberwolves coach Sam Mitchell. Mm. And it was when the Timberwolves were kind of rebuilding with Cat when they, before they made the playoffs. Um, and they were like, you know, just kind of having a free ranging conversation with this reporter. And one of the things he brought up was just like, you don't know it, but like, you know, I have, we have to teach these guys that like, they don't know how to screen. They don't know how to like the little things. You know, you see the stuff in the game and you look for points and rebounds, but the stuff that you don't see, you know, we have to teach that because they don't know how to do it when they come into the NBA. I think it's it – it is kind of weird. Like, I understand what you're – like, you're saying it is kind of weird to watch. You're like, wait, you're a big man. How do you not know how to set the screen? But it's just a thing. It's a thing in, in youth in youth basketball. These guys just don't know how to do it, and it's something he's going to be have to be taught. 
Yeah, and when I was talking to Kirk about this after the game on Saturday, like he had said, well, you know, Duke's not going to run like sets like that. But I was like, wait, this is a pretty high level college basketball team. They don't teach green. And then, of course, he was like on uh, the number one like guy from that COVID class, right? He was a McDonald's yeah, All American. Yeah, he was the number one guy. For so I wonder if he was just so good, people just didn't bother to coach him yeah, it's kind it of is. like it's kind of like that yeah. luca effect right like he's probably de- he he's probably actually seeking coaching but he's like he's been so good at people are just like oh you know we don't need to teach him anything yeah and the thing at duke is i mean they didn't run they don't run the the high screen and roll you know one five spread the floor uh run a pick and roll in the middle of the floor off like they just he never set ball screens at duke like that's just not the kind of offense they ran in college because these college offenses can be so funky uh, with these coaches and the way they want to play the game. So, yeah, I mean, you just never, you, you think about it, you just never had to do it in high school. Why is he setting screens? He's, he's running, jumping, dunking over everyone. Uh, and then he gets to college and he plays on a team that just doesn't run a, a, a spread pick and roll game. And he's kind of just hanging out in the dunker spot, maybe, maybe setting some off ball screens, which is a little different. Um, so, yeah, he just never set ball screens as, as a youth basketball player because of just the way the way the game is with AAU and high school and, and college. So, yeah, yeah you, he def- you know, go ahead. No, you, I was going to say you could definitely tell he's he I don't know if he hasn't or it's been several years because he set the screen as he's about to throw a UFC forearm to somebody, which I'm just like, "Oh, buddy, if you're going to if you're going to do that consistently, you're going to get called for that every time." Right. Cuz Maxi I think Maxi gets he. I feel like he fouls every time he sets screens because he definitely moves. But I feel like officiating is going to really pick on him. So I, I just hope like yeah. they, they if this is something that's going to take a while, like let's not just get mad at him when he's going to get two oh. offensive fouls in a game because this is obviously no. got to. This might take like a year or two for him to actually like sync up and get, which is oh, totally yeah. understandable. Yeah, no one should get mad at anyone. <laughs> It's summer league. These are rookies. Like uh, I understand he was taken with the 12th pick. He's not like a, a late first rounder, but yeah, you just have to be patient with these guys. You know, I know the fun of the draft is you see these talented guys and you just want them to produce right away, but it doesn't always work like that, but that doesn't right. mean anything's wrong. Um, the one thing that was cool, you know, again with him was I, I, what I really liked with lively and prosper Hardy made, you know, he's an MB, he's already got an NBA season under his belt. So it makes sense to, for him to kind of be able to, to rebound uh, mid game, uh, you know, that's great to see, but it's, it didn't shock me because the way he finished the season with prosper and lively, it was really cool to see those guys kind of struggle and then come out and then still find ways to contribute prosper, especially this guy. Like I see a path for him for getting minutes, uh, maybe more minutes than lively. Uh, oh in, yeah. In this sure. upcoming season. I mean, that guy just, Again, he's not going to be – I don't know if he's going to be a box score stuffer that maybe people want the Mavericks to, to have uh, from their forward spot. But you just watch him, and, man, that guy just – that guy goes. I mean, he's running around screens. Like, I, I've never seen a guy his height in a Mavericks uniform that can navigate screens defensively as well as he does. I mean, he really, he really hustles through screens to stay attached to his defender, uh, to his man. Um, and despite his shot not being there tonight, I mean, you know, seven rebounds, assist to steal a block, still found a way to get to 10 points because uh, he just kind of lived around the rim. It, it was really cool to see, and I really like his first step. 
uh, off the dribble. I think that's been an issue with a lot of guys in Dallas the last couple of years is these guys just, you know, people confuse us when we talk about this issue. Like, oh, well, they don't, you know, not teams don't have five playmakers. And it's like, you don't need five playmakers. You just need guys that can, that can one dribble clo- against the closeout, take a hard dribble and get to the rim. Like that's just a universal NBA skill. That's not necessarily something a point guard or a playmaker needs to know for sure. And, and I've seen prosper do that a handful of times in these two, two Vegas games. And I know it's Vegas. It's summer league, but I don't know. That was, that's pretty cool to see uh, from a guy, his size. He's definitely seems to have some skill. Um, and again, his defensive effort, uh, nothing to complain about there for sure. Uh, even after the Sixers were kind of bombing away to start the game. Yeah, I was. I completely agree with you on the Prosper aspect. If Lively is getting more minutes than Prosper, then something's terribly gone wrong. Because uh, I'm with you. Because I feel like there's opportunity where I think, in theory, what Dallas is trying to do, they couldn't find like that perfect three and D guy. So maybe they're trying to cobble together like maybe three or four guys that can do maybe like one thing, and then maybe Kid will have to pick his spots where, you know, Prosper's not necessarily going to have a jumper. It's going to probably take him a year, like a couple of years to develop that. So maybe if he can kind of like understand, hey, we kind of need you to do like Reggie stuff, but don't shoot threes. Just kind of just run around, chase guys around, uh, you know, fight screens. Like Luca will find you. Maybe you can kind of be our kind of cleanup guy, um, you know, if he's in there with Powell, um, you know, if he's I haven't really heard him do an interview yet. I, I don't know what his like expectations are, uh, you know, if he's kind of in that mindset of lively where he's kind of down just to be on the team and kind oh, of yeah. just be, be like the, the like the junkyard dog type of like player, then that's great. Um, yeah, that's I, definitely how he's his interviews have gone. He definitely knows where what he needs to do on this roster to, to get PT. Um so yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm totally with you there. And I think something you kind of talked about, you know, maybe he doesn't have the jumper right away. Um, just having someone that can move around. Yes. Uh, like, his cutting, like he's on <laughs> yeah, it just cutting uh is gonna make a big difference. You know, the, the offense last year. Again, it's kind of funny to complain about the Mavericks offense last season when it was really I mean, it was really, really good. Um, but there were still some process things you would hope that they can get a little better at and prosper. Just being someone, an off-ball mover, someone that can cut uh, and make 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 hard rolls to the rim, even as a, as a 6'8 wing, not afraid to set some screens and roll. I mean, again, a lot of that comes down to just the offensive average front run. He can cut right. as much as he wants. Is he going to be able to get open, or the coach is going to allow him the freedom to do that? We'll see. But, I mean, he's been doing that in Vegas. He's had a couple of nice cuts and finishes near the rim, so that's good to see. Um and then yeah, you touched on lively and and I just I I like the way he contributed. I like you know it's fun to see a Mavericks big get rebounds in a game, even if it's even if it's summer league. Um, yeah. But anything else on 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 Prosper Lively that you wanted to hit on before maybe we talk about anything else? I mean, I I think uh, you know obviously like you Kirk and Matthew Logan are like obviously a lot uh, can speak more eloquently like when you're evaluating these players I would say like Lively is almost like a tricky one to kind of watch because he's not like to me like as an observer right like if if we had if the Mavericks drafted Grady Dick right and he was like stinking up the place it's like oh you know his threes aren't dropping and then like with Lively we have to kind of like watch really really watch the game because you know he Lively may not jump out of the box score right we have to kind of like watch 
okay, is Lively defending? Like, you know, uh, how's he doing on pick and roll defense? Is he, because obviously there was a few times like where he got confused on a couple spots, which like kids 19, he's going to lose track of like a guy or, you know, he's going to switch to uh, soon. So like with Lively, I, I, I find it fascinating. People are uh, kind of like watching for those plays and making like more astute comments rather than saying, oh, Lively sucks, he got dunked on. So, like, I, I've seen smarter Twitter conversations kind of, like, about those little things, which, uh, you know, it's it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, that's a good point. You're right. Like, if they, you know, got, like, Gritty Dick, you're like, okay, well, how well did you do? Well, how many threes did he make? How many points right. did he score? It's easier, yeah, it's easier to know his impact on the game because of what his what he's good at on the floor. And, yeah, with Lively – he could have an awesome game and score eight points and have eight rebounds, you know, eight rebounds. Um, and you don't necessarily pick that up from a box score. Um, although he did have a good box score game, oh, yeah. but he did, he, um, which is nice. Um, but yeah, you're right. He's still, he's making improvements. I think the thing that's nice about him, we saw it a couple times. He switched uh, in the second half and held up pretty nicely. He's got really good feet um he's still learning uh you know on how to implement that the best way but in terms of just like raw potential uh you know he is not he's a very fluid seven footer and i don't want to uh beat up on a former maverick in a summer league podcast (laughs) but like comparing him to someone like christophs brzingis uh another seven footer that was that was gifted defensively but in a little bit of a different way where KP was better just hanging around the rim. There was something about the way KP's athleticism just didn't translate into quick feet, like that lateral quickness. Lively right. has that for sure. Doesn't oh, yeah. always, you know, it's not always going to show up every single play hundred percent. Cause like you said, he's a 19 year old. He's going to make mistakes, but you can see when he's running, jumping, moving around the floor, he can definitely develop into a guy that you will feel okay with on switches. Obviously you're not going to sick him onto a guard or, or, or a perimeter player outright. But in the NBA, you're gonna, you have to learn how to switch and you have to learn how to hold up uh, against a perimeter guy that's going to try to isolate you from the three-point line. And I think we've seen in these summer league games so far that Lively has that potential for sure. And uh, that's that might be some of the most exciting things about him. Like, yeah, the blocks are awesome. The dunks are awesome. The alley dunks are awesome. But his ability to kind of, I don't know, float between that drop pick-and-roll coverage and a, maybe a more aggressive scheme because he has the ability with his with his wingspan and and his smarts to to wall off the paint, but to also if the if the moment calls for it, be a little bit more aggressive, jump out to the level of the screen, use his feet to stay in front of a ball handler. That's kind of like the special stuff that that people talk about with him and his and his defensive potential. And that's where if he realizes it, that's where you get into those conversations about all defense, defensive player of the year, that kind of stuff. Obviously, that's going to come down the road, but you can just kind of see watching him he has the tools to do those kind of things. And, and I guess we'll just see how the Mavericks bring him along. Yep. And shout out to lively uh, airballing a three pointer in summer league. That was fun. Why not? That's what it's for. <laughs> Get those shots up. You should shoot more threes. Why not? Cause I, he is probably not going to shoot any threes uh, yeah. this rookie season. Um, there were, I mean, trying to, you know, I know everyone hardy prosper and, and lively are kind of, that's what everyone's here for. Not a ton of other standouts aside from McKinley Wright, who it was a shame that he that he sprained his ankle when he did because he was in the midst of his best summer league game um, after struggling, I think, a little bit in game one against the Thunder. He looked pretty good. Um, 
you know, no assists and three turnovers was just kind of weird. He was definitely more score first uh, tonight, um, which kind of made the offense look a little weird, I think, in the first three quarters because Hardy's oh, obviously sure. scored first. Um, so when when Wright and Hardy were both kind of looking to score, it kind of gunked things up a little bit. And I wonder if maybe when Wright exited the game, the balance, the court balance might have been a little bit better. Uh, although, you know, Hardy started to pick up his assists a little bit more. Um Mike Miles Jr. and Jordan Walker, Jelly Walker, they combined for six. Uh, they combined for six assists um, and three turnovers, which was nice. Only thirteen turnovers for the team, which in summer league, like that's not you, bad. You'll take thirteen turnovers um, in summer league. If you guys have been watching summer league for for a while, you know that thirteen turnovers for a team is not that bad. But yeah, the only other guy that really jumped out to me was 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 again, yeah, that guy you mentioned, Taze Moore. I will be quite. I'll be quite honest. I do not know a lot about this dude, but uh, he was active, and he was uh, uh, bouncy near the rim, which is always fun. Had a couple yes. of nice dunks. Got out in transition. Had some offensive putbacks. Made a three pointer out of the corner. Um, he was certainly fun. I don't know what his future is. I think. I think this is his second summer league. I think he played in summer league last year. I don't remember if he stuck around in the league. I think he was a G League guy last year. Um, so I don't, I mean, the Mavericks have way too many, they don't have enough roster spots. So he will, he will be maybe a training camp guy and then go, go out, go either to the G league or, or get an, another invite or two way from another team. Um, cause the Mavericks have already given Mike miles a two way, uh, jelly Walker. We don't know his terms. He signed a one. The, the only thing that got announced was he signed a one year contract. We mm. don't know if it's a two, we don't know if he's the other two way. We don't know if it's a full roster contract or a training camp contract. We don't know if it's that Exhibit 10 contract that they're allowed to sign. Um, so we'll have to see. But the, the Mavericks only have one roster spot left, one two-way spot left. So I don't know if he's going to gonna grab that with, with uh, you know, A.J. Lawson. Uh, I think they like as well. So we'll – and McKinley Wright, who they still like. So we'll see. Um, but, yeah, do you – I feel like we're maybe wrapping it up. I mean, there's just not as much to talk about with summer league. Um, but right. I mean, that was still like a really fun game. Oh yeah. It was fun to watch. Um, yeah, no, totally. I was going to just mention, I hope maybe with this kind of potential roster shakeup, just with the draft summer league, I hope like a lot of these guys stabilize and go to the G league. Like uh, it would be refreshing just to kind of have like, I mean, obviously the G league is never going to be like, like uh MLB, like the minor minor league system, right? But like it would be nice to have guys like, you know, if Walker is a two-way guy, he'd be really fun to go see. Like, and <laughs> you know, if Walker is on your squad, you're definitely I would rather have Walker than Compazzo. Like, I don't think we're ever gonna have that situation again. You know what I mean? Like, have like kind of a consistent funnel because I, I think I mentioned this the Kirk the other day, just like on the um how uh i've we've spoken to like g league coaches and players on how there's this continuity from like and then a clear understanding between like the roster and then like the main roster so i don't know i I just think it would be really cool to have a little bit more continuity like with these guys obviously you can't you know the mavs only have x amount of roster spots but like if they can have a walker and then you know if there's injuries god forbid that like come up with curry and uh you know Hardaway, maybe there's like a spot for him on there. Just, just like that, throw him out there, just because it would be fun. I mean, Lawson, you would obviously like to see with the, um, 
you know, you'd obviously like to make him uh, see him make the roster if if need. But yeah, the, the guy like uh, you know, guy like Moore would be fun. Uh, Key and Randolph, I mean, I think they're kind of just warm bodies. And uh, Carlos Silver, I presume it's possible he might make the Texas Legends, uh, but we'll we'll see. Um, I have, have they announced if the Legends made any confirmation or uh, are they changing coaches at all or are they still bringing back i haven't, I, I haven't seen anything I, I will be upfront with you i'm not the guy to ask about legends news no, we, we are mavericks podcast and, and i know i should probably know more about the legends but i do i do not know the legends coaching situation right now okay i'll have i'll look into that i i just kind of heard maybe there could be possibilities for a switch up which um, I don't know. Um, you know, move, moves and shakes, you know, but, yeah. um, uh, yeah, I like overall, for, like considering this, the status we were about, uh, eight o'clock, very <laughs> happy. Um, and I think the Mavs play next, I think it would be on Wednesday. I think it's golden state. Now is Hardy done? You think, I guess that's something we could talk about. Cause he surely he's not Ooh, playing yeah. anymore. Yeah, that's usually the trend is guys get to – if they're not if, – if the Mavericks don't need to see more from him, uh, two games is usually what they get. Like uh, Victor Wimanyama, they just – Spurs just announced uh, he's done for summer league after two okay. games. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I could see it. McKinley Wright getting hurt. They might need him around to play more now if, if they don't have minutes. So uh, – there might be more minutes that they need him to fill in if Wright isn't going to play for the rest of uh, rest of summer league with this ankle injury. We don't know how serious it is, but I don't think it would shock me either way. I don't know if there's more that Hardy needs to show in summer league. Um, maybe his presence would just help in terms of like, maybe they're like, okay, you've gotten your scoring in. Um, let's try to get other guys involved. You know, you don't need to have the reins too much uh you can kind of take it easy and just maybe play more of a facilitator role maybe they do something like that but yeah Yeah. i guess it would it wouldn't shock me i guess if this was his last game but uh we'll see i don't know the mavericks talk they definitely talked up a big thing about his summer league game uh summer league performance before it started uh they had big plans for him jared dudley talked about how this was going to be like his his team uh and it certainly looked like that so we'll see um if i had to wager i I think he's probably still he's still gonna play you, uh, would you still like to see uh, so lively and prosper actually finished with both uh, both twenty four minutes, like more mm-hmm. minutes, both of them? Um, sure. I mean, I'll watch these guys play all game if that's <laughs> if that's what they can do. Uh, as long as they get over the twenty minute mark, which is half the game, I think that's okay. Um, I think what they played tonight w- was okay, um, and I don't really have any qualms with it. again. Arguing about summer league minutes, like that's that's eh. that's a dark place to be in if you're <laughs> arguing about, about summer league minutes. Because on one hand, I understand, like I know there was a lot of talk about minutes after game one, and on one hand, I understand both sides. I understand why it's it's ridiculous. Like it's a summer league, everyone calm down. It, it does not matter. You do not need to be getting mad at minutes. But I also understand, like, hey, this stuff is for the fans right. and the basketball. The NBA is an entertainment product. Uh, the NBA has definitely shifted summer league to be a more fan focused thing instead of like the weird sicko thing convention. It used to be like 10, <laughs> 15 years ago. Jeez. It is not, it is a mainstream like NBA product now. It is not like, it is not just a hardcore 
product. Like they push it and advertise it like, Hey, come watch this. They sell ads for it. Like it's a, it's a legit thing. So on that hand, I understand people that were like, I took some time out of my Saturday afternoon to watch these prospects and they didn't play. I'm mad. I, I get it. Like, I'm not going to deny that. Uh, but also uh, when training camp rolls around, you are not going to remember that Derek Lively played 15 minutes in his first mm. summer league game. So let's, you know, Absolutely let's have some moderation not. there. It, it is insane, Josh, that just within the five years, I know I haven't gone as many times as Kirk has, but I mean, just th- how stuff has changed the last five years. Cause it used to be kind of like you said, kind of like uh, I always would tell my wife, it's kind of just like nerdy basketball comic con. Cause you just mm-hmm. go there, you sit there and you watch these guys that probably won't ever be on NBA teams ever. Most of them like, yeah, like 70% of these roster. Yeah, whatever. They're just, not playing it, on NBA just, minutes. Yeah, and now I, I like I wonder like are these tickets ever going to go back to being $30 again? Probably not because the NBA is no. like, "Ooh, we could charge $100 for these tickets which yeah. get, paying $30 to see potentially 10 games in a day. That was I, that was a treat. I I heavily enjoyed that. I, I remember when it was hard just I mean it, it's crazy. Like you can watch all these games if you have a TV subscription. Like it was, right. I remember when, you know, growing up having cable or satellite, you maybe would watch like one game a day. If that maybe one game a weekend um, back, like when I was in high school in 2006, like uh, they would maybe broadcast like the number one, like maybe some of the top five picks games. But like now the fact that like every single summer league game you can basically watch on, on, various espn networks which i think they're doing this weekend or or these next week or so like uh, i remember like having to like talk to maps people like are you guys going to stream this on maps.com because otherwise we're not going to be able to watch it uh, right. so now it's like oh it's an hd on espn like it's just it's just kind of crazy how much it's grown but yeah it's fun it's fun it, as long as you don't take it too seriously it's fun like it, it does not need to be we do not need to be making highly critical takes about these guys Uh, it is this is more just for fun get these guys some 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 feet under them test the waters of like nba rules and all that stuff but uh yeah it's for fun for sure uh just one final thing for me i love how the nba is finally giving these guys kind of like legit jerseys because i hate it i hated how like the old summer league jerseys forever were just like these basic like YMCA, like throwbacks, like very just generic, like, hey, I'm going to go to uh, Michael's and just uh, throw on a number four on the back of your jersey, and that's your jersey. Like, I, I thought the the Mavericks jerseys tonight, uh, the white with the blue trim, I, I was like, oh, my God, yes. Like, I, I want the Mavericks to actually bring those jerseys back because those were early aughts home Mavs jerseys. I thought those actually looked pretty snazzy. Yeah, those are pretty good. Uh, yeah, it used to be like it would just be like the practice jerseys, like those really baggy, so gray, bad gray jerseys. Because <laughs> I mean, again, and they weren't really on TV, so who cared? Right. Uh, back in the day, um, but yeah, they're the. It is wild to me just the the step up in like presentation and 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 the production value and, and all that stuff. Like it's like a it's a real thing now. And again, like you said, and like Kirk said. If you are an NBA fan, treat your, you know, at least go, go. once, at least once. Yes. The craziest thing um, is just like, yes, you're seeing all these games and you're seeing these prospects. It's awesome. But if you just spend a day around the arena, 
not even like just walking around normal places where you're allowed to like not having to be a VIP, just walk around the concession stand. You will walk into hall of famers, GMs, owners. Like it's crazy. Like everyone's just kind of in the same building, not siphoned off. Like you will, you will see some, you will be able to do some stargazing for sure. Yeah. People watching. And yes. uh, I bumped into Carlisle, like walking to my seat one time and I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing here, coach? Right. Like because everyone's sitting together. Everyone's yes, every, in the same spot. like everybody's the same. There's no like equal like obviously there's the floor seats, but like right. I mean everybody's kind of rubbing elbows with anybody, really. I mean, Jason Kidd and Mark Cuban are kind of sitting at and the Cox Pavilion, they're kind of they might be with kids' families or whatever, but they're kind of like in the wild with everybody else. Uh yeah. These games take place in a in a college gym, and then I think the other gym is like their volleyball gym or something yeah, like that. Like it, these it, are not NBA arena, like these are small gyms that are not don't have suites and a bunch of floor seat luxury seating. Like it's just gyms where everyone's sitting together for the most part. Yeah, it, it's it's a basketball inception because there it's a basketball court inside a basketball like stadium. It's just the yeah. Cox Pavilion, I, I would equate that as a very tiny high school basketball yeah. like uh court and then obviously like the main big boy court that's where obviously the uh the college team plays but yeah. um no it, it's cool just to kind of go back and forth but i i would recommend if you ever have to go to the cox pavilion just be wary if you have to if you are bound, bouncing back and forth you're always going to lose a seat in the cox pavilion because those mm-hmm. seats fill up quick yes they do um which is great again that's another thing where it was like not that long ago you could just you didn't have to worry about seats. Now you do. It's crazy. Yep. Um, so I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, again, Mavericks beat the Philadelphia 76ers 111-103. It's the Mavericks' first summer league win uh, this year. It's their first summer league win since 2021. Uh, hallelujah. The, the curse, the streak is broken. <laughs> um, again, Jordan, Jaden Hardy, uh, Mavericks' second-year guard, led the way with 24 points, six rebounds, five assists. The Mavericks' two uh, first-round picks uh, showed out nicely, especially toward the end of the game. Uh, Omax Prosper, 10 points, seven rebounds, assists, the steal, a block. And then Derek Lively, uh, their 12th overall pick, eight points, 11 rebounds, uh, two assists, uh, and, and some, some nice defensive plays, even though he didn't finish with a block or a steal. Yep. So some good things. Brian, thanks for joining. Thanks for pitching in while Kirk is uh, – uh, maybe at the blackjack tables right now. I don't know where he is, but uh, yeah. he just posted the recap, so he's working a little bit. Uh, of always, course, always, so. wor- always working. And uh, guys, if you can do us a favor, be sure to like the video, and then yeah. uh, if you are listening on podcast form, please, please listen to the ads. It actually helps us out a lot. I know that's kind of like an inconvenience, but like it's thirty seconds tops. Like it's not going to be like a five minute thing. So just if you could listen to the ads in podcast form and give us a like and. Uh, give us a share, follow, like do all that fun stuff because it helps us out. For sure. You're, you're being a better host than me. Getting <laughs> stuff. Thank you, Brian. Um, if you're listening, um, I don't know what Kirk's plans are because uh, his Wi-Fi, you know, he's dealing with hotel, hotel Wi-Fi and we all know how spotty that can be. He might do a live show with you guys so he can interact with the comments and, and bring some listeners up to so you guys can talk. I don't know what his schedule is right now, but just be on the lookout. He could surprise uh, and drop one on the platform. So be on the lookout for that. Of course, we will we will do some more pod uh, reaction shows for the rest of the games for the Summer League slate. Um, this is Josh Bow, Brian Zillum again. Thanks again for joining. This is Pod Maverick uh, After Dark. We will talk to you guys later.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.